The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. This is R&R in the Morning. Man in motion, handoff, Pollard coming right. Bang, zoom, touchdown, Cowboys. Quentin Yama about three feet behind the line. Got it. It's R&R in the Morning with Rob Thompson and the managing editor of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. It's Rob and R.J. Huddle up on us. We got a lot to talk about. That's R.J. Ochoa. He is the managing editor of Blogging the Boys. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E, Edwin Hafner, sitting on the other side of the double pane. Not buttoned up, but neither is RJ. Do you button up the top to the top? I do. You are the uh, only person. You would know that if you are watching us live on our YouTube channel. Go there post-haste. Uh, and make sure you subscribe appropriately and make sure that uh, you get all the noties. Notes. What do the kids say? Noty gang. The noty like text. Yeah. Good morning, Vince. Welcome to Friday in, in the best sense of the word. We got the uh, Pelicans coming to town. We got Dan Quinn leaving. Uh, we got uh, all-star selections for the bench, of oh. which Wimby was not involved. We'll look at those that are Boo. involved. Uh, look around the NBA. Uh, big upset. Celtics go down at home to a team minus uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um Jalen Brunson on a MVP kind of run. Then, wow, not an All Star starter though. No, he's an, he, but for the first time uh, an All Star uh, reserve, a selected yesterday. Yeah, went and got forty. Dude, dude's been on fire. He's oh, a starter. It's been it's been fun to watch him. And man, I'll be the first to say I was wrong. I was one of those naysayers that he put up in his locker. I was that guy. I said, man, what's he worth? They're crazy spending all that kind of money. But there they he, go. Yeah. Um, he one of his greatest moments in life came in San Antonio in the Final Four. Oh, I thought it was when he know. met me. Well, you know, I I, I that covered was that. Two. I covered him that 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 series. Yeah, that was number two. So um, not number one. I, I you know, speaking of important people and, and interesting people that we're going to meet, Todd, next week, RJ and I will be sitting at this very moment in some uh, seventy-two hours from right uh, now. Yeah, I guess that's how that works. Twenty four forty. Yeah, seventy two. Seventy two hours. Doesn't from really right sound now? that long when you when you say no, it like no. that. No, no. That's a, there's yeah. a lot to happen between now and then. Uh, we have there's to transport an entire radio station from here to there. Uh, but yeah. we will be there in the uh, beautiful downtown Las Vegas Convention Center, uh, broadcasting live and uh, speaking to a a cavalcade, a a waterfall of live guests. How many? Different news across the country. Do you think will you know intro bump their segments on on whatever program they're on with? Oh, there'll be. I think there'll be three or four in a loop because you can't do Vegas without Elvis. So there'll be that. Uh, there'll be a lot of Rat Pack stuff. There's going to be a, um, a lot of bachelor party stuff. How about that right in and stuff like that? Lots of intros. That's there. not a bachelor party. That's a hangover. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hangover. Hangover. Wolf Pack. Yeah, um, a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of um. I don't know if you remember this from that movie. I guarantee you, some local news station will do a hit from Caesar's Palace, and they will say some version of, "I'm standing here 
at the real Caesar's Palace, and I will roll my eyes so far back into my skull. I don't know what that means. What, what, there's a fake one? No, but in the movie, um, Alan, who's the eccentric character, when when they check into the hotel, he says, so is this the real Caesar's Palace? Referring to the the actual palace. And she's like, uh, and then everybody in the whole world is like, this is the funniest thing ever. (laughs) I'm going to say it for 500 years now. And now we're all cursed. How'd you like to say work the front desk? I would not make it. I would, again, combust out of annoyance. Our uh, media row coverage is brought to you, as always, uh, by AA Best Bail Bonds and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rind Synergenics. Uh, we'll be there live and in color. Make sure you go with us. And to make sure you see all that can be seen, got to be subscribed. Note so, gang. Turn the notifications on. Literally, yesterday, RJ and I conclude our show. Say our pleasantries. And we do what's called a next day. You heard it all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, turn off the tape. We're packing up our briefcases and bags, saying our goodbyes to those, and trying to sneak out the back door before our bosses see us. And, and then, Dan like Quinn the, I, has taken the job with the commanders. Thank goodness. Thank, thank we, You know, it's very – it's an interesting time when when that happens because – all you hear at that moment is all the good stuff about him. All the stuff that got him into contention and all the stuff we've been talking about for several years. And then he you got go, a team to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, like you hear all the, yeah. And all that could go through my mind was no matter how good looking she is, somebody somewhere is sick of her bleep. I'm just so I'm very happy for Dan Quinn individually yes. and personally. He go has with God. been uh, and yeah, you know, I tweeted this out, and we tweeted it out from our blog on the boys' account. It is important to be thankful for the good times. Dan Quinn helped the Cowboys accomplish Absolutely. some great and quite literally historic mm-hmm. things. I mean, like unprecedented, not just for the Cowboys, but for NFL history. And, I mean, before Dan Quinn arrived, I mean, the Cowboys were lucky if they had a turnover once a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they were getting them left, right, popping them like Tic Tacs. But, um, but it had worn thin. And I was against moving on from Kellen Moore a year ago, but this feels really similar to that. It just feels like it was a, a natural kind of riding out of its course. It's it's best for everyone to move on. Thankfully, Dan Quinn moves on in a promotional sense and can go ruin a different football team, and ruining this one helps our team. So um, it's kind of a win-win for us as far as everything involved. Oh, I could not agree more. And it, it's funny. I, I think I'm not alone Nobody is, but it's I funny. You, no, nobody's like, damn it. No, no nobody. <laughs> We're all kind of like, sad. I'd come not to bury Dan Quinn. I come to praise him, but I got a knife in my back pocket. Like, dude, I'm kind of glad you're leaving because I was about to fire you. You know, it's well, it, it worked out ideally for everybody involved. On the subject of weaponry, though, Rob, you have been asking, I would offer very politely for blood. You, you know, you've, you've been. But yes. and you've, been, you've been screaming, I want blood, and I want I got blood. It. But, and, but I don't think you got it. Like, I, I think you wanted That's like enough. a car, you know, you wanted like a carnivorous, you know, kills the animal, wipes your, the, you know, your, your brow with the blade blood. Instead, you got like the packaged, you know, like medical facility, you know, what, what type would you prefer, Rob? You know, we, <laughs> it we've got, has we've been got homogenized a, a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> we, we can put it in a glass for you and, you know, like it, it's, no, it's it's a very calm bit of blood. It's like you know you could go watch 
there's two kinds of horror movies. There's the one that's got the nuance where you never actually see the blood. And then there is the Night of the Living Dead where you see heads getting ripped off. You know, right. I was ready for a head ripped off on Monday after the game. And after a week or so, I'm down with the nuance. I know after a couple of days that it wasn't going to happen the way I wanted it. I wanted a public execution. I wanted him, somebody brought out, paraded in front there of me, chastised, atonement. and I want, I wanted the reasons in front of him why we're letting you go. And then I wanted it over. I wanted it public and all that so we could all go, all right, then who's next? But that's not the smart way to go about it. So you, you learn that sometimes revenge is better served sweet and cold. And, and this, maybe I'll take it that way. And you know what? I feel like the uh, commanders got exactly what they need. I feel kind of like oh, we hoodwinked totally them. Disagree. I don't think we, uh, I, I think that they didn't get a proper credit report. We might have held some things back. Um, but there's some ramifications to what happens. And while I think a lot of us were happy to say, you know, if he's leaving, that's fine. Uh, but some of those guys that, it, that he coached might be going with him. Some of those coaches that we might want to keep around might be going with so him. So what? There's, that's, there I is mean, that, of course. No, I so know. What? Look, we have a, there are several layers to this onion yes. that we're about to peel back. But I will offer just on a 30,000 foot perspective note on that. Everybody, there were, I consider myself a Dax stan, but a lot of Dax stands a, a, a year ago. A Dax stan? Yeah, a Dax stan. Do you know what the word stan means? You were you were talking 2000s pop culture references before we started the show, so I thought you might know. Nah, what I, you know, when I was out popping rocks back then. <laughs> a stan is um like an ardent supporter. You know what I mean? Like like I stand this. Uh, so like you stand buttoning your collar all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Like spell it for me. S T A N. So there's no D. It's stan. Like yeah, I. Like you're a Harry Potter stand, like you stand a subject. You know what I mean? Like it's you know it, the stand doesn't apply to me when you keep saying that, but I, I'm with you. I got it. So it effectively I'm, represents and so modifies you're a your stand. personality, right? So that being said, a year ago, even though I'm a Dax stand, I was not as opposed to the departure, not only of Kellen Moore but of Doug Nussmeyer as a lot of other people were. A lot of people were like, "Man, you're getting rid of all the people." See, that I was, Dax I was likes. a Nussmeyer stand. What? Well, <laughs> it's Nussmeyer. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, my, my take at the time, which I think aged well, was, you know what? It might be time to ruffle feathers. Because yeah. everybody was like, these, these are all Dax, like, friends and, and the people he's comfortable with. And I, I, at the time, what I said was like, well, maybe, maybe Dax got to be a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, and, again, I recognize the playoff game was an utter failure. But from a regular season standpoint, from a, you know, a four-month standpoint, he played incredible football. So you could argue that it was in his individual and, therefore, the team's best interest. But... I feel somewhat similarly in that capacity to this. Oh no, we might lose Al Harris. Oh no, oh, we might no. Lose. you know what? Like, oh. You know, it'll be okay. <laughs> and and maybe, maybe maybe we have to you know shake things up just a little bit. You know, maybe we we got to get our you know Rob, you're a you're a blue collar guy. We gotta we gotta roll these sleeves up, baby. We gotta go down to the factory and get on the assembly line ourselves and and just kind of you know. Get in the mix. All of us that have worked in a, in a team environment, whether it be on a on a athletic team, a, a very close knit work environment where one relies on the other, very close, you know, those kind of things, and we've all had managers who manage through ad, through adversity that that always made it a little bit hard on you just to keep your edge on. You know what I'm talking about? And then there's those those kind of managers that you know all we want is a smooth and easy machine. That's whatever. Yeah. Um, I think Dak at this point in his career needs a little adversity in his life. Well, and and now you can apply that same 
conceptual thought <coughs> to Mike, to Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs, right? Like, I think, yeah, oh, maybe a little bit of, yeah, yeah. And all these people have been great for you. Nobody's yeah. disputing that, but, but at this point, you know, y'all kind of failed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I know you were embarrassed about it, Micah, but you know, you need somebody who's good. Who, you need somebody who's going to be challenge just, you a little no, bit. Well, not just knows how to press the the right buttons, but is willing to. Like, there's a difference in those two things, and so I, I do think that we saw that from Mike McCarthy from an offensive play calling standpoint, mm-hmm. and I I think that you know we may see that from whoever is the new defensive coordinator. But there are a lot of options because it's kind of a mess. You're you're getting in 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 this game pretty deep into it. Uh, because of how long Dan Quinn took to be the last option for Washington. You, you know, it's interesting. As we speak and as he got the gig, the brain trust of the NFL is all in one locale. They're not in Vegas. They're all in Mobile, Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. So you, you could imagine the talk around the uh, the breakfast buffet this morning. You're like, Washington? Really? Did? Yeah. Like, I, you know, Dan, Dan Quinn? You get the sense that there are plans being made, and other moves were made yesterday as well. The Raiders have themselves a brand new OC, and I could, I think this is a perfect match. I think the Raiders, of all the teams in the offseason, might be having the best one. Oh, Rob. I, I, I'm serious. I, I think that the Raiders are kind of finding their depth here and getting guys that are appropriate to the situation that they're in. And they're doing things that are a little bit counter to Raider pass, but also there's still a ton, attention to, to, to uh, this, this, the uh, silver and black and just win, baby, and the most recent hire, I think. So we'll tell you who that is as we go through the NFL gumbo. But, but coming up, we owe you a firm and deep uh, discussion on Dan Quinn, his legacy with Dallas, the expectation of the commanders, and what happens next. We're talking about it as the Cowboys are now interviewing a brand, looking for a brand new defensive coordinator. He's RJ, I'm Rob, and we're talking about that next. Hold on tight. This is 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. The Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Robin RJ here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome to Friday. Congratulations, you made it. Kind of an uh, uh, off weekend. You got a flag football game tomorrow. Got some skills contests, but for the most part, uh, oh, we got the, uh, the 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 football game tomorrow. But most important stuff's going on off the field, post and pre practice. Dan Quinn is the brand new. Uh, head football coach of the Washington Commanders as they transition into new ownership, search for a new stadium, and all the things that go along with that. Uh, Dan Quinn was uh, the option over a couple of other big names. Not a real surprise, but uh, as Dallas Cowboy fans, I think at at the very least, the majority are pretty happy to say goodbye. Not mad at him. Not like you had to be fired, but... We were, you know, he's part of a bigger problem. He wasn't the only problem. He was one of the lessers, but he was at the end of the day not a positive, or at least more of a negative than. See, that's you know how. Listen to me. Listen to me. I, I wanted blood. Pick a side. That's what I'm saying. I wanted blood. No, it, you you can say he, and he, he is sucks. probably it's okay. he's a big well, boy. He of can all it. of the, those that are culpable as a whole, all he right, is look. not the most culpable. Dis- completely disagree. He is absolutely the most culpable. Oh, I disagree. Right. You think it was the, all the defense? 
I think yes. there's some players, and sometimes it's oh, okay. players. I mean, you know what I mean? If, there's if a we, lot of pieces to this failure, and he is we not the most If we have to assign prime. culpability to a single individual, he definitely bears the most responsibility okay. over the course of, of the collapse of the season. And, and collapse is a big term because they didn't quite collapse, but they did have a little bit of a mini collapse. It's just Philadelphia's was a, a bigger one, and, and Dallas inherited the NFC East as a result of it all. So and was a wonderful defensive coordinator, wonderful yes. human being. We've, we've added all the necessary, or at least for our own emotional well-being, prerequisites. And there's a lot of, or there are a lot of songs being sung about, well, man, so, so since he took over in 2021, pe people forget about how bad Mike Nolan was. First of all, we should not say just because he wasn't the worst defensive coordinator the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> have ever had that he is worth holding on to. Okay, that's the, the first thing. Second of all, like that's not a, a proper way to evaluate anything in life. Second of all, people are like, well, <laughs> you know, who are you, who are you, yeah, who are you going to get that's better? If you're afraid of moving on from something because you like a fear of the unknown, that's also not a great way to evaluate anything in life. Like, be bold, be brave. You can do it. Rob and I believe in you. That being said, when you look at the totality of everything and how it ranks in, in, in a total picture standpoint, if you're including three years worth of data, yeah, it sounds great. Over the last three years, 2021, two, and three, the Dallas Cowboys ranked first in defensive EPA per play. Wow, you're getting rid of that guy? Yeah, you are. Because from week 13 on, last season, when the, and that was the Cowboys hosting the Seattle Seahawks, ironically enough, the team we thought Dan Quinn was destined to go be the head coach of, what do you think they rank in terms of EPA per play, which is effectively a measurement of how mm -hmm. good they are on any given play? Just, this is I, just I, defensive I, ranks. Just defensive? Yep. Uh, I, I mean, you know, my gut says it's eight, nine, 23rd. Wow. They rank 23rd in the NFL. Why is that? Why do, why do I not feel like it? it, it is it just Be because people want to just remember the, the whole picture now? And, and again, there was a lot of good things that came here. My, but people not trying to be a jerk to Dan Quinn. People are like, well, Dan Quinn did this. It is so coincidental that, <clears throat> that excuse me, that Dan Quinn's arrival coincided with Micah Parsons's. And I know we're all mad at Micah <laughs> and wish he would stop doing his podcast, but I mean, he literally landed on the team in the same offseason that Micah did. But Dan Quinn is the true genius. He also landed on the team, and he deserves credit for the development of these players right as Trayvon Diggs was finding himself as an athlete in the NFL. Obviously, Deron Bland. And let's not also act or not dismiss that the Cowboys have given Dan Quinn an inordinate number of resources. He got the first-round pick in 2021. He got, obviously, all sorts of day two and day three picks. He got corners he wanted. He got Kelvin Joseph who stunk. He got Nashawn Wright who stunk. He insisted on having all these players. He got so cute with, you know, player and positional conversion that he, he overthought things. He got too galaxy brain about it all. And I was tweeting with a uh, friend of the station, Jane Slater, about this on Thursday. And she's right, obviously, that Dan deserves a lot of credit for developing Micah as a pass rusher. But this Micah became a pass rusher partly out of necessity. And then it was a matter of, he's just too good. We can't have him not do this anymore. It was week two of his rookie season in 2021. Demarcus Lawrence suffered an injury at, at the end of the Buccaneers' loss, if you recall, when, when Dallas went and, oh, and the, lost to the, them in the yeah, season the, opener. And, and they were down. They, had, they literally had no pass rushers. And they were like, well, let's do this. And that's why, I, no, and I'll speak for myself, I did not like the Micah Parsons pick. You can't draft an off-ball linebacker, which was the evaluation with the 10th and what became the 12th overall pick. He wasn't a pass rusher in the initial evaluation, but he became that, and all of a sudden, yeah, he's obviously worth it. So well, I don't give you give Quinn a lot Quinn of credit. Yeah, right there is enough. Yeah, but Well, but, but the Demarcus Lawrence injury forced his hand. Right. And then he got... 
he got cute with trying to, to flip all sorts of other positions. He couldn't decide if Chauncey Golson was an end or a tackle. He couldn't decide, you know, who he wanted to play linebacker. Like, I, I just refuse to say all of the good that happened over the last three years was specifically Dan Quinn. And I also refuse to let it slip by that over the second half, maybe it's not second half, but the critical parts of the 2023 season, he was trash. He was basuda. I mean, they did not force a single punt against the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. They got worked by the Buffalo Bills. James Cook had 221 total oh. yards from scrimmage, a mark that had not been achieved by anyone against the Cowboys since Calvin Johnson. A decade earlier, he let Miami go down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. That he just was a threw his point. hands up. He threw his hands up and let Detroit walk down the field mm -hmm. and go score what should have been the game-winning touchdown and two-point conversion. Although obviously there was that entire mess. If look, the whole team failed against the Packers in the playoffs, but, but they, my goodness gracious, they got absolutely worked and predictably worked. It was predictable that Green Bay was going to want to establish the run and push them around and set up the play action, and he had no. Answer for it. Peace be with you, Dan Quinn. Health, wealth, and happiness. But get so far away from my football team, please. That's wow. You're a little bit further down the road than I was. I, I, I still oh, fell dude. on the side of well. There's a lot of guys I'm mad at. You're one of them. So go ahead and go with God. But when you put it in those terms, and I will say the turning point for me was Miami. When when that occurred, I was kind of like, you know what? This scheme ain't built for big time games. It's just not. Um. And, but well, I will say to my to the end of time before you you get you put the nail in this coffin because it deserves it that as a cowboy fan for a decade I was starved for turnovers. I, sure, I, was, I mean we, you got to remember we went through two or three, uh, not just well uh, uh, defensive coordinators but defensive backs coaches. Two or three came through as we were we get like like you were saying a turnover a month. It was, and yeah. then we go from that. Even though we were, it, it did correspond with winning because obviously you control that, you get more possessions. But the turnover, I fell in love with it, and that was enough. You know, just, it can be true that that he did some great things, and that it was just time to move on. The and Larry I wish Brown the Cowboys syndrome. had 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 the spine to to move on themselves and make that decision. And maybe they simply just had, you know, too much respect for Dan and, and didn't want it to be that way. And you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm not going to get into the semantics of it all, but. This is this is a good thing for the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys are guilty of letting their coaches. There's a comment in the chat from Ultra Cowboy that says, the only two corners that were not Dan Quinn picks turned into all pros. The Cowboys have allowed Dan Quinn to get too involved in the draft process. So at the very the least. type, you're right. Yeah, at the very least, this has given them some freedom and some liberty to go out and, and draft freely and, and not allow him to weigh them down, especially for a future that's a bit unknown. The Cowboys have been victims of a type before from the defensive coordinators and other positions. Let's talk about who is a possible replacement. Do they go from out to in? Do they go find former head coaches as they've been apt to do? Who would you like? We're talking about it next. This is Robin RJ. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. It's Rob and RJ. It's Friday. Celebrate appropriately. You okay over there? There he is. Yeah, I was reading something. What were you reading? Getting ready. Anything breaking? Uh, no, it's about golf. I, I, over the over the break, I was uh. I was Googling um, best-themed restaurants in Las Vegas. Oh, really? 
Because we're, we're, you and I, we're gonna, we're gonna spend a lunch. We're gonna go someplace unique to Vegas. I um, what is the best you know time for lunch when you're doing a show from four? Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> We're, I mean, we're, you I and I, like, we're going to go sojourn. We're going to go do something on our own while the boys are working. We've got five days to do it. It'll probably happen in the first three, knowing what the schedule's like. Five. Uh, I, we just got our Super Bowl media party invite. That's right. And, uh, you know, I hate it when people are talking about going and doing cool stuff that I can't go do. But this is one of those things that, as a jaded Super Bowl attendee, I look forward to because every city for the most part really does try to outdo the previous city and showing off the city and the things they've got. And you know, you've heard us talk about it many times, but I, you always figured like you knew Miami was going to be crazy and it was dockside at the, the princess cruise next to a ship with all kinds of cigars and flamingo. I mean, it's nuts. Well, I'm interested. Vegas is going to be not crazy. So but, we got our invite. Have you seen it? Yeah, but what I'm interested in is because no one's ever done this before. You know, like right. when the Super Bowls have been in other cities, it's like, well, last time it was here, they X Y Z, you know, whatever. But this is completely uncharted, you know, territory. For the, the, By the way, these people um, know what they're doing. I don't know if you care about this. I think you do. I probably. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the pronunciation here. Punxsutawney Punxta, Phil. Punxta, oh, uh, yeah, as the. Uh, the big overfed gopher up there is... Uh, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. So spring is near. Spring is nigh. That's right. So congratulations to us all. Get the shorts out, Rob. You're going to need them. I'm already in them. Uh, now, the sad part of the the rest of Groundhog Day is now Punxsutawney Phil is eaten for lunch by the city elders. It's it's not one of the, po- That's uh, the ritual. more popular parts of Groundhog Day. Just kind of like being um, like a Dallas Cowboys coach. That is, a, that, you know, that's a pretty decent transition. I give that about an eight. It's my job. No, it's good. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cowboys are two weeks late. So, who's next? So, I want to be very clear here. We're going to talk about options. I'm about to name you some options. Mm-hmm. But this is a very difficult scenario. Now, I want to ask you, whoever you are, loyal listener on 941, loyal viewer on the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel, subscribe if you haven't yet. Wow, that's super offensive. Like the video, pay the like tax, turn on the notifications, be our noty gang. All right. Do not, do not be the person who says, in a serious way, what about Bill Belichick? What about Mike Vrabel? <laughs> Do not be that person. You are smarter than that. I know you are. All right. Are you saying it's These beneath things, them? That why would they bow down to do this? It's it's beneath them in general. All right. But it's particularly beneath them to say, why don't you come be a lame duck defensive coordinator for one year? And it's important to acknowledge this situation in this detail because it's going to impact who the Cowboys are able to lure. Because Think about it. There's there's speculation. There are different reports that Joe Witt Jr., who has been an internal mm-hmm. candidate, an internal name to replace Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, there's been speculation that Dan Quinn's going to take him with him to Washington. And maybe you're thinking, why would I go with Dan Quinn? Dan sucks. I would rather stay with the Cowboys. Because if you're Joe Witt Jr. You're and you get offered something like a three- to five-year contract with Washington that is a guaranteed contract for coaches, you at the very least have some 
longer-term job security as opposed to tying your ship mm -hmm. to what's going on with the Cowboys or not. You might be out of work if you hang around here with the Cowboys. And if you're any kind of would-be court, you're not getting any hot name, any on-the-rise person because they know that this thing has an expiration date. All right, Rob, you just got the milk out of the fridge at the store that expires in three days. you got to go home and have like 14 bowls of cereal. That's what the Cowboys are dealing with here. So the names that have been reported, and we have a tracker up at blogontheboys.com, we'll keep all news, rumors, information you need to know. Ron Rivera has been reinforced as an option, which checks the boxes. In a lame duck situation, you need somebody yeah. who's kind of a lame duck themselves, what? and that's who Ron Rivera is. That would be a horrible option. It would be horrible. We throw. What's the opposite of a party? A wake? I don't know. I, a funeral? I mean, I'm, I'm, kind of <laughs> negative. I was because, like, you know, like when something cool happens, you throw a party. Like, we need some, the inverse of that to throw uh, if, if and when they hire Ron Rivera. We throw an anti-party, whatever that ultimately winds up being. Ron Rivera would be an objectively abject, horrible idea. I want him nowhere near my football team. People have talked about Al Harris. People have talked about get him involved. I'm not opposed to that. That kind of makes some sense given mm -hmm. the tenor and the, the kind of moment, whatever. But you have to accept facts that the Cowboys are not going to be able to lure somebody in because they know the situation is awkward. Well, what about the argument is when maybe it's good to be here because you might have the inside track if you do a half-assed job. Like, you know, you're Marty. You get to know Jerry, and you get a year to get in his ear. And, you know, if I was you, I'd do this, and I'd do that, and things are working for you. That's definitely beneath these dudes as well. Oh, but no, for Vrabel and Belichick, I know. But play, I, the, play the other side of that coin, though. Like, what what if it goes well? Right, <laughs> you know that's what, what I'm saying. It no, could go no, very well. Stuck. There is some talent here. Well, but, you know, Jerry is not poor, beneath going, I will hire you as a head coach, but guess what? You're keeping my D.C. I mean, he wouldn't do that. This. Think about this. Dan Quinn has been a hot name each of the last two offseasons, right? right? We agree. Like the hottest of hot names. Like, you know, like hot to the I know touch. where you're going. Okay. Su super hot name. He was a part of the team for one, you know, bad stretch in time, one second half season collapse, and it all faded. I mean, it all completely faded. So to your point, like, well, why not go get the inside track? If it fails, that stinks on you. And there's no tomato bath or whatever old wives' tale you think you can tell yourself to rub it off. That stink is going to have to naturally dissipate, and you might cost yourself a better opportunity. Did we convince our ourselves because he stayed that we were a great job, and at the end of the day, the reason he was back is because really he probably didn't have the options we thought he did? No, I think okay, he, he did. Okay. I think he wanted the right opportunity i've said before right. it worked out for him that he he landed in atlanta and they had a franchise quarterback and i think he knew that that was a big reason for their success even though they did a lot of fine things defensively and all the teams that had interest in him in years past chicago denver mm -hmm. did not have quarterback solutions and so when you sign up for that job look at matt eberflus matt eberflus has been at this two years now and everybody hates him and thinks he sucks and i know justin Fields has had moments but you're stuck. You you need that piece to have a, a shot in the NFL. Jack Del Rio on our uh, YouTube feed. That another retread, but another. Oh, the uh, other. I mean, he's got some cowboy Rob. love. I love Link. He played. For he the was Cowboys a player for the point. Cowboys. Yeah. But on the subject of Team Links, I don't know if you saw this, and I mentioned we have our tracker going. It was reported late Thursday evening by the Dallas Morning News that Mike Zimmer has interest. Now, now that, the that Cowboys would be, 
ideal in my mind. What are you talking about? I ideal? like that Mike Zimmer. Horrible. Come on, he was not bad. One of the I, I like Mike Zimmer. He was not bad as a defensive coordinator like twenty years ago. But I mean, you know, live in the here and now. We've got drones flying around us left and right. We don't need Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator nowadays. And plus, all the Vikings players hated him. I mean, like, you, if you have one thing going right now, it's, it's not the like a beer positive. year. <laughs> it's. I mean. I'll, <laughs> I want nothing to do with Mike Zimmer. But I found how often do you see that? How often do you see like Coach X has interest in the job? Like it, it, that was the report. It wasn't the Cowboys are interested in Mike Zimmer. It was Mike Zimmer is interested in the job. No, this stinks. The best option right now, because I know I just sound like the old man yelling you do. in the cloud, is it's probably just an internal promotion. Because, dude, again, the so milk's Joe gonna explode. Or Al Harris. I mean, you, I know, you might as well. I don't have a problem with either one. I really I don't. don't. Have a problem, but you know, my favorite external option, and I, I have to stretch very far to be at peace with one of these, but that's just where we're at, is probably Brandon Staley. I mean, Brandon Staley's a bit of damaged goods right now with the way things went with the Chargers, obviously, but he was an incredible defensive mind before that with the Rams. He's still young enough to where he's kind of a defensive version of Kellen Moore where he's got a little bit of like, whoa, what the hell happened there, man? But you get him in the building, maybe he figures things out, and you get a look at him, obviously, if he is a, a potential. He's still be only like 40. For him. He's like 45 years old. He's incredibly young. So it, that makes sense. I would much rather go with the young dude who still has a lot of untapped potential as opposed to the old crusty option who's been in the NFL for 500 years that's just going to regurgitate the same old things and tell us how we have to be disciplined and work hard. Miss me with that crap. Hey, at 7 o'clock, we're talking silver and black as the Pelicans come to town. Look out, Zion coming. We'll see if they're ready for that just after 7 as we talk silver and black. Coming back, we'll look around the rest of the NBA. Do you see what happened in Boston? So Spurs might spur an upset tonight. We're looking forward to it. It's coming up next year on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star. Super Bowl 58 in Vegas is set. It's the Chiefs and Niners. Hear it right here on your exclusive home for the Super Bowl. 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy, uh, is that what, are we on? <laughs> He's RJ. I'm Rob. Welcome aboard. We keep crashing into the bottom of this hour. RJ, I got a question for you. I have an answer for you. Um, when you saw the all-star rosters dropped. I screamed. No, I mean, the, the, uh, it's funny you say that. Were you I angry? Did. did you see any reserves that didn't belong there? I mean, that's not the way I wanted you to ask that question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that the way that that's been put. No, no. I, I, I'm not mad at what I saw. We're going to talk about it with the silver and black in just a couple of minutes as uh, – we don't have an all-star representative yet again, and I don't think anybody expected it, except for maybe Wimby would be a a late entrant. But well, what uh, do you mean? You you said so with such well, authority recently that I do Wimby think was he an all-star. So, I do. I think he belongs. So then but you, when you look at the history of the NBA, recently anyway, that's just not the case. It, you, it, rookies on bad teams don't get to go to the all-star game and play on Sunday. It's still a slight. It probably is in the long like, run, and, and, and it's going to be kind of a blemish when we look back. And I do believe, you know, all trends are showing that, you know, Wimby's going to be generational, just ridiculous. I mean, if all things just continue, minus, you know, weird stuff. And you look back game. and go, this dude, what an all-star his rookie year. And, and then you look back on his numbers and go, what was, why were people mad at him? I mean, he was over a point a minute. He was doing things no rookie had ever done. And 
Uh, only thing that was only problem was he didn't manage to lift a bunch of stiffs. That's why he didn't get it. Play the game of you have to pick someone to take off because it, it, yeah. it is hard. To your point, it, it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where he feels like an all star, but when you when you calmly remember mm-hmm. that it's a there's a finite amount of spots, maybe he's not, and that's not a bad thing, but it still sucks. Looking at what they will be doing, though, I get the sense that there's going to be a fair amount of attention cast toward Wimby. I mean, I think that the NBA will make sure that the weekend is chock full of of uh, Wimby goodness, starting from that oh, weekend. Well, uh, you know, I think that there will be a, a big package for on Wimby pre or or halftime of the of the game itself. I think that it will, and you know, it'll shine it in the best possible light. It'll look, and it'll kind of help to put the Spurs back into the into the conversation above and beyond Victor in the conversation, which I think that'll be Victor. a good thing for the uh, the team itself. But uh, the matter at hand is the New Orleans Pelicans, and can the Spurs put together one entire basketball game? We're gonna talk about that. Look at the possibilities as the clock is ticking. The trade deadline is but a little over under a week away. Are we ready? That's around the bend. He's RJ. I'm Rob. We'll see you in a sec. This is R&R in the morning. Man in motion. Handoff. Pollard coming right. Bang. Zoom. Touchdown, Cowboys. Wembenyama about three feet behind the line. Got it. It's R&R in the morning with Rob Thompson and the managing editor of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Good morning! Good morning to you. He's R.J. Ochoa, the managing editor of Blogging the Boys, and been busy over the last couple of hours as uh, we'll talk all about the... uh, Exodus of Dan Quinn. I'm Rob Thompson, Easy E Edwin Hafner, driving this ship for another couple of hours. Uh, welcome on. Make sure you're watching us live. We've taken time. And if you have been, you probably watched me wrestling my chair. My chair just broke. There's nothing more aggravating than that. Um, Nothing? Nothing. There is literally nothing. I disagree. At this very moment in my life, more aggravating than a chair that is now at an angle, like I'm sliding out of it. You're way too early for grievances. We'll get into that later. You can't offer that now. I'm having issues, man. I'm having, I'm having issues. Sounds like but you're it's a Friday, and I'm willing to overlook such things. Things okay. start anew on Friday. They make movies about Friday, and then there's next Friday. Uh, it's also so, a new month. So a new month. opportunity for uh, Spring is nigh, as Poxitani Phil of uh, Pennsylvania fame came out and looked at a bunch of guys in top hats and did not see his shadow, which tells us we're almost out of this, although... It's been spring here for the last week. We've had chamber of commerce type weather. The kind of weather that you would think would uh, lend a, a young man's fancy to love and victory uh, as the Spurs uh, turn their sights toward the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and try to break off a two-game schneid. Uh, one which uh, they led for a long time, one in which they got pantsed. Um, New Orleans is not the easiest of all candidates to take on. That's a good basketball team win altogether. But uh, let's not focus on them. Let's focus on us. Uh, I, I have a broad question for you as we head into the second half of the season. The ceremonial end of the first half will be the, the uh, All-Star game here in a couple of weeks and the uh, trade deadline. Um, when will the Spurs have an All-Star who's not named Victor? 
that's a tough question. Oh, maybe I should frame it. Is there another all-star on the Spurs roster other That's than a, Victor? Yeah, so the answer to your question is whenever they trade for somebody in the summer, presuming that, you know, it goes somewhat relatively chalk the way we think that it will. Homegrown player currently on the roster, I think the best chance is Devin. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the answer is no. They don't. They don't have one. The next, the next non Wemby Spurs All Star. That's a difficult sentence to put together in your mind. <laughs> kind of is. Um, is TBD is is currently in another uniform. Not the best I mean, situation to be in, is it? And as we uh, look at the the rebuild and where we're supposed but, to be. But if somebody had asked you this, this is an exaggerated way to put this. But if somebody had asked you the same question about Milwaukee a year ago, I think you could have similarly, you know, no. answered it. Like you could I have mean, said the next. They had Drew you know, the Holiday. Next, they, they have all stars. No, but I mean, if, if you're playing the All Star game, because that's the way you you phrase the question, you could have you could have talked yourself into other players making well, it you. over Drew, right. over over Chris, right. over even Lopez. If you again, if you're really stretching, you know. You're talking about serious difference makers, and mm-hmm. and again, we're talking about two different planes of discussion here. But bringing you. in bringing in Dame gave them a second All Star. It, it was a similar kind of situation. Not an All Star, a star. Well, Big I difference. Mean, yeah, I'm just, yeah. But again, to answer the question. Yeah. And so this is that, but like four thousand degrees lower. So you're you're in in this case, Wimby is your Giannis. Not that he's that good. I hope the analogy is still sticking, and everyone's with my line of thought here. You need to find your Dame. Not that you're actually finding Dame, but you need to find that version the Robin, of the player Batman. for your team. Right. Got you. And there's not that. You see Maybe that? Trey Young. Maybe. Uh, Rudolph Gonzalez uh, comes in on our YouTube feed. Devin, and then in three years, Blake. Boy, I like Blake Wesley. And if that <laughs> turns out to be true, I am with you 100%. Maybe he is my Jalen Brunson yet again. I'd like to think that. But I, I came to the realization as the uh, reserves were announced and Victor wasn't mentioned, I went back and looked at previous rookies of the year because I think uh, uh, it, it would be a very weird scenario uh, for Wimby not to get it, I, especially after you see what's going to happen for him over the weekend. Um, previous rookies of the year don't really lend itself to victory. And if you're not what winning, well, like, uh, or, or all-star appearances, like Malcolm Brogdon, remember he was rookie of the year. Right. I mean, there's a lot of rookies of the year. LeBron, I mean, LaMelo. Uh, I get what all-star. you're saying. It, I mean, it, isn't, it isn't like a full-on, like, transitory thing into, like, bona fide no, superstar. No, no. Like, Paolo was not an all-star last year. Rookie of the year, lots of accolades. He's all-star as a sophomore. This is a great way to put this, or to look at this, like, and see, so... Scotty Barnes, you know, but nobody, ja. yeah, nobody ja, looked ja. at those guys as transitional and and transcendent. Right, the jaw thing is obviously the jaw thing, but um, but I mean that that fits that checks the box of like you knew he was a a, a budding superstar. Right, one rookie, it, it helped. Luca the same way before him. He was the last next to come through and the then, pipeline, where it, it fully worked out. Right. Obviously. 
And you and know, and lived up to expectations. He's been everything as expected. Rookie of the year, kept improving, All NBA, all of that, which is the track that you expect Wimby to be on. I mean, that, but the track that you expect them to be on is not the traditional NBA track. You've got to earn your bones. You don't get to be an All Star as a rookie. That's just unless you are on a winning basketball team doing winning things with a lot of minutes, you don't get to be or or you get voted on. But as if you're picked, you got to be on a winning team, and, and you and that just hasn't been the case. Yeah, and Wimby I wasn't going to get in. As a realist, you looked at that and go, it didn't get in. Now Did they win tonight. Do they win tonight? Now you know there's the opportunity to kind of prove folks wrong, which it might be some good uh, uh, locker room material. The, you know, when we looked at this seven game stand and we said, you know, it could be three, maybe four wins. Nobody looked at New Orleans as a win. No, when we we've been trying to find our way to three wins in the home stand, and this was never one to your point that we said, oh, they got this. Yeah, and they have. And, and I don't believe my stances has uh, has changed on this. So. They've gotten what two wins in the homestand, although they blew the chance to get. They they got Portland and Minnesota. They blew Washington. We could have we could have started the week, Rob, with the three. You know what I mean? We could have we could have been done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We could have turned the test yeah. in early and and just kind of sat back and watched everybody else wither. Um, so they're sitting on two. New Orleans tonight. They got Cleveland tomorrow, and that's it. They got to get one of these for us to have been right that they get three. Well, if they're gonna get it tonight. The Spurs are going to have to put on their big boy pants and go out and, and be men in the paint with Zion and Valenciunas. Those Last time we played, Jonas dominated, the not just kind of owned it. He put up a fence, he put up a mailbox, and he owned the paint. It was an embarrassment. It, it was it was a man amongst boys. Go back and look at the highlights of what happened to the Spurs on uh, just on the boards. Th- so if they're going to win tonight, the things that we've been mad at are going to have to not only disappear, but they're going to have to get good all of a sudden. To your point. Look at what he's doing to the Spurs. To your point, in December, total Guess the total rebounds that they had. I, I I don't recall. I just remember, oh, my gosh, will somebody block out or get to the paint because Wimby is getting killed. 51 total rebounds for the Pelicans. So this and is Jonas the kind of had, game. Jo- Jonas had 15 on his own. I mean, you're right. Like, you got to get some, You got to get dirty in this game. I mean, you got to find a way. It, it, this That's embarrassing. I mean, even for – I don't mean for a rookie. It's hard to, to embarrass Wimby, but like, and well, Joe Allen B did a pretty good job. But you know, you you got to find a way, man. You can't get, you can lose, and and we'll we'll cope ourselves into oblivion. But you can't get lambasted. You can't get, mm-hmm. you know, just your your car keys taken from you. You got to put up a fight, and they didn't against the Pelicans last time. To your point, and, and as a guy who has now relegated this season into uh, the same situation is last like this is not about wins and losses every day it's about individual and small victories and if i'm pop i'm looking at this going all right tonight in my mind my small victory will be we are even with rebounds and we own we own the defensive glass at the very least we own the defensive glass now offense is about want to that'll show me where we are but defense is just about execution 
just put your ass into somebody's back or front and, and keep them away. That, that's that, that's at the end of the day, you can have schemes and everything else, but that's that's rebounding. So if, if I'm looking at that, and then the other thing, plan A is that. Plan B is you're going to have to defend the line. The, the Pelicans shoot a lot of threes, and they shoot them well. So those things that we saw when they were on those little runs and the surprise wins, those things, they're capable of it. We've seen it. But this will be a yeah. big boy win tonight. This won't be a uh, we got hot from three or Devin found his range or, or Keldon was suddenly getting the and ones and finally finishing on a more regular basis. It won't be because of that. It's because they get in people's grills and they play the kind of defense that they've been trying to try to get to and periodically have reached it. But that's yeah, the only way they great about this. No, I was feeling I was feeling like moderately, barely, teenily, barely bit optimistic. But you kind of squashed that. Um, but see what <laughs> I'm getting. Are, but the thing that makes this so galling is I saw it even in the last game. It, it is feasible to go put on your big boy pants minutes. and go. No, that's the problem. Right. And then I've seen it not show up at all. Like, none of it, not once, not all game, where you saw helping the help. You saw doing your job so help wasn't required. You saw keeping your eyes open and knowing where the ball was and not getting backdoor cut over and over to the point where they dunked on you so much, you saw their waistline more than you saw their number. Over and over and over. Put on your big boy pants and go play professional basketball. They're paying you to do it. Go do it. Well, and especially you've put out two real stinkers. I mean, maybe not two full stinkers, but you were nowhere. I, I you tried to put lipstick on the pig that was the Orlando game, and I wasn't having any of it. I mean, they, yeah. dude, they allowed a seventeen zero run. I mean, you know, what I'm like mm-hmm. so. Don't don't act like there was some good in that game. It was all empty calories. That's all it was. It was just. It was just eating celery. That's all that 21-2 run that they had was. We didn't like it. We didn't enjoy it. We were just hoping that there were wings to follow. That's all it really was. All right? So that stunk. <laughs> and they had the just, I mean, complete pee-your-pants meltdown in the fourth quarter against Washington. And so, I mean, it's been a little bit. I mean, it's been a week since they've, you know, and even, you know, I don't want to now take credit away from them that I properly gave them for the win against Minnesota last Saturday. But that that was just you know the uh, the mechanical bull. They just held on, held on, held on, and sell, set the the new you know mm-hmm. club record. And congrats! But it doesn't. They haven't had a sustainable feel to them in a very long time. Tonight, and yep. they need that tonight. To your point, you know the night that uh, Wimby hung thirty three on Joel Embiid. That's the way I'm looking back on that game. The night you're, that so you're the, discounting the, that that went that. And beat him for seventy. Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> I look back on it on the night as the night that Wimby hung thirty three on the MVP. That that's the night the way I'm going to frame it in my mind, and I hope that he does. But what Pop did to him that night was a bit of a baptism, a little, a bit of okay. If you want to be something, this is what something looks like. Go do it by yourself. And he was forced a lot of the time alone on Embiid and got got abused both in the pain and out tonight. I would like to see the same thing with Keldon on Zion. I I really have no interest in this. I mean, <laughs> we, there's no need for this. What what is what good does that serve? Brian says in the chat. Tra- trade Brian Olog says trade De- uh, Devin and Keldon. Um, now I'm not necessarily a proponent for both, but I wouldn't mind trading Keldon at, at this point. So like this oh, isn't they're available. this isn't your 
that's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't your baptism to to administer at this point. You know, if somebody else wants to, you know, groom Keldon, uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, however they are, that's up to them. But like, I don't, I don't want to waste minutes on that. I have, we have a very specific structure of goals around here, and no disrespect intended, it's not the development of Keldon Johnson. Well, just the uh, the sumo nature. The, the the slap of skin <laughs> when, when Keldon and the rhino hit in the paint. I'm good. I I you know I don't need any any of that going on. That's worth getting a ticket for though, just to go see Zion play. If you haven't had the opportunity to see him in person, he he's one of those guys buy a ticket for because no matter the game, if he's playing, he will do something that you you can't believe. To see a guy that size do what he can do, he is worth. He's worth the price of admission. One of those he's Kool Aid Man breaking through the wall. Like it's always, it's never quiet. Coogs ass. Oh, go ahead. Um, no, um, I, I'm just getting to our feet as we're going to have to get out of here in a second. Um, on our our feed, Coogs uh, ass does Wesley deserve more minutes? Yeah, I mean, if you're finding minutes for everyone at this point, not enough for Wemby. You know what I mean? Why Why not? What is the argument against it? I know this is a question for it. Absolutely. I mean, Rob, you've, you've got a little crush going on. I do. I, so I, I champion him. But th- here's the thing, Cougs, and I know you know hoops, and he, he, he knows the answer. Of course he deserves a lot of minutes, but his style of play needs to be regulated. You know, you can't just set him free yet because he plays at about 11. <laughs> you know, he plays at an 11 or a 12 sometimes, and sometimes we need you at about an 8. You know, calm down and see the game. And uh, sometimes he gets lost in that, but that energy can be utilized in short spurts. Just go nuts. Go out and be yourself. And we've seen that. The spurts, the energy that he brings is is palpable. Steals in the backcourt. Uh, guards having to look up and think about the game about five seconds earlier than they'd like. And it can get, it can discombobulate you. And he, he brings that kind of energy in, in spurts that sometimes I'd rather see than him get more minutes. I want to make sure that the minutes that he's getting are absolutely appropriate to what he's really good at right now. And that's I kind of like the way he's being used. So I I appreciate. Yeah, I want him to play more, but I want him to to play more minutes that are played appropriately. And sometimes I think the more minutes he gets, the more free he gets. If that that's doesn't fair. make any sense. Yeah, you 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 said you can't just let the boat yeah, go out to sea. Here. Just because you, you, know what you I mean? deserve like, it doesn't mean you don't need to d- keep doing some things in ways that keep you on the court. And and uh, and, and Trey Jones doesn't deserve to lose any minutes right now. You need guidelines, structures, boundaries, mm-hmm. maybe the best way to put this. That's fair. As you formulate that's really a team. Mature take. But, but I will tell you, I, he's the guy that in that draft, when we look back on the grand things and as the pieces were coming together, he might be the guy that we look back on over this three, four-year span that was like, there's the guy. That was the one. We didn't realize it. And it took us a year and a half or so, but he turned out to be the one, not Malachi, not the guy that we can't talk about, not, not all the other ones that he might be the, the very one. And it, you know, the size is going to be a limitation for him, but, uh, the skill set that he brings is something that the Spurs haven't had in a, in a bit. I mean, he really does push the ball in every sense and, uh, something that the Spurs continue to need tonight as they continue to go. Uh, we talked about a little, a little yesterday. Jeremy Sohan will not be representing the silver and black anywhere. Uh, Mm-mm. at the All-Star game. And, you know, Pop came out and apologized. Well, didn't apologize, but made his case. It was a bit of a Maya culpa, though, I felt like. I mean, you know, 
Good listen, for Pop, I guess. But this <laughs> is Pop, and this. Keep in mind, we've been around Pop for a long time. He's the type that, you know, you are what people say or what you are on the court. I'm not going to say you need, you deserve or don't deserve anything. That's what you are is what you do on the court. This is him. This is Pop talking about uh, young Jeremy. You know, I, I don't know who chooses these things or what the criteria are or anything like that, but uh, he's been great for us, and he's been a two-way player, which are very far and few between in this league. He's played well at the defensive end, the offensive end. He's really grown. Uh, nobody would have believed he'd shoot a three the way he's shooting it right now. So, you know, I think he should should be there. But I put him at the wrong position for about uh, the first quarter of the season, and everybody perceives him as what he was in a position that he should not have been playing and not the guy that he is right now. That's what he should have finished that out. I, but I put him in a situation to where people didn't get a chance to see the value that he brings. It's a little bit of a, um, all right, everybody, we're not totally going to cry about the spilled milk that I spilled, mm-hmm. but you know, let's not acknowledge either the spiller or the milk. Let's just move on. Let's not spill any milk in the future. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, this. I don't know that it doesn't make me feel better. I mean, I don't, I don't have any reason to feel like. Are you upset that Jeremy's not a part of this? Well, I do think it's unfortunate because he does. I mean, look at the guys that are there. You're gonna tell me he doesn't belong with them. I mean, it's not like it's a cavalcade of stars that have lapped him in notoriety and ability. It's a bunch of guys just like him, and he's not there because he was told, guess what, for the first half of the season, you're going to go do something you've never done before in a bunch of whole bunch of people. What are you more upset about relative to context? Wemby not being an all-star or Jeremy not being a part of the Well, I think that part of all of it is – Wimby would be an all-star if the if the Spurs had won more games. The, you can just look at the numbers in, in history. If you're not winning, ask Trey Young over in Atlanta. If you're not winning games, you don't get to be. Uh, you don't. That's the tiebreaker. So the, you know there was a card stacked against him as far as being an all-star. That, well, that's that's on pop or, or the way that there's enough talent on this team to have won more basketball games. I, I'm not saying they're overly talented, but there's five, six, seven more wins in there that the Spurs easily could have had, but for stupid mistakes, both on bench and on the on the court. I think we'll all look kind of agree to that. So if there was five, six, seven more wins, I think Wimby at 20 to 21 wins, Wimby's an all star at 10 or when they voted at five, uh, he was nobody's an all star. Right. Yeah, no, nobody. Yeah, it's you're right. It's a it's it's an it's it's the bracelet so, to get into the club. You got you know what I mean. You got to be wearing that at the very least. So if there was truly an effort to go win basketball games, not only would Wimby be an all star, Jeremy would be playing in the uh, rising star second year super international game or whatever they're calling it now. He'd be there, but by design because the Spurs have chosen. We're not chasing wins. We're still we're still building this house. So that kept his guys out because you got to win. Mm. But by stature and by play, Wimby's going to overcome that and, and, and be a Roy. Well, he's going to have, he's going to pick up a lot of. You were kind of dancing around this by as by way of the skills showdown. He's going to pick up a lot of national love. Oh. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people, you know, whoever that watch other teams throughout the country that don't catch a lot of Spurs games that are going to see him and be like, this dude is amazing. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're aware of who he is, but like going to get a full opportunity to, to you know, really kind of appreciate uh, well, him. And, oh. and that that's when the, the campaign, I think, takes off to a different level. RJ, picture this. It is it is Saturday night. The, the, the strobes are going. The party is on. It is a red carpet it's, affair it's, on the sidelines. 
seven foot five dudes walks onto the court and dribbles the ball in like four steps from one side of the court to the other and drills a bounce pass to some you know hole in the wall from <laughs> sixty feet. People are going to be going, "What the hell?" I mean, it, it, it will be. It, for anybody who sees something for the first time, you just can't s- stop staring. And you see people literally gawk at him like their jaw drops open when they see him dribble by him. Even though you're an old basketball hand and have seen a lot of things, until you've seen that, and I don't think a lot of people have seen that like they will over the All-Star game. They're going to go, holy crap, this ain't fair. Right. No, I agree. And I think that he becomes a more national conversation as a result mm-hmm. of it all. And he picks up more love, and then maybe the national conversation around the Spurs is, man, how do they not have more wins? They've got they've got that win well, we do. Like it, it's it's a pressure cooker sort of inflection point. I wouldn't even say on the season, but on the current era that we're in. It would be worthy as an uh, if I had a an intern, I would assign him. I want you to go back and read the press briefings in New England, and I want you to show me. The moment things started turning a little sideways on Belichick, when was the first player? When was the first writer to go? You know what? Things ain't going very well. We should be doing more. Was it? You know, I'd like to correlate that and see when it begins in San Antonio. I think that the best way to ask that question, not that the way you did sucked, but you know, well, it often does. Well, you know, is when did he start to lose the benefit of the doubt? Right. When, when did he? When did he have to start kind of dipping into the savings? On that note, and as I think about it, not as somebody who you know knows the Patriots as well as somebody who covers them on a day-to-day basis, but so Tom Brady obviously left for the 2020 season, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you recall, the Patriots were a playoff team, right? They were, you know, they were okay, or no, they weren't that year. I'm sorry, that was um, the Cam Newton year, and everybody gave them a benefit of the doubt and said, well, they went seven to nine. Hey, you know, Cam had some moments, this and that. Then right. they got Mac Jones. And they were a playoff team, and they got blasted in the wild card round against. But the still, field. he had Mac Jones. They got him to the playoffs. Right, what a, a remarkable rookie. thing! And yeah. So that maybe that's the comp for this year. Although the Spurs are not a playoff team, but and not that Mac Jones is Wimby, but you get my point. Like there was right. there was some breath of, of fresh air for the franchise. So in twenty two, so not this past season, but the most recent one, uh, they ultimately finished eight and nine and missed the playoffs and lost three of their final four games. And so I do think there was a matter of like, man, has this dude kind of lost his fastball mm-hmm. a little bit here? Um, can't really compete. And then this season, obviously, it was just terrible. And I think, I think where they're different is that Belichick had his hands all over roster decisions, and he wanted to bring in Hunter Henry and wanted to bring in right. John New Smith, and those those things didn't really take off. Our criticisms of Pop aren't necessarily that as much as they are just fundamental basketball things, and it feels stupid to question him on those things, obviously, because of who he is. But it's a matter of like, dude, you just keep not winning games and getting destroyed and you're like afraid of the three-point line and you're not afraid of letting anybody shoot from beyond it and you're not really kind of with modern times. And that's where that's what's working against him right now. That's the sense you're getting. And I do think you brought up something really important and interesting to follow. As the spotlight hits Wimby and the Spurs, the spotlight will also include the losing record. Mm-hmm. And the questions are going to start getting asked. Well, and then it's going to really follow him, and he doesn't, I think, by any measure, seem to be well, narcissistic. Or, I don't think he's going to take any blame for this because they're going to no, go, no, look no, at no. the numbers. Look at what this guy's doing. No, but the national conversation on the national shows and things like that come you know, the end of the season will be, 
do we really want to give the rookie of the year to somebody with 13 wins? You know what I mean? Right. And then it, then it becomes something that's actually holding him back. We've seen that on microscopic levels so far, but I mean, it is going to become something, you know, it, when it, when the season is over, when it's the totality of it all, that is a glass ceiling on himself is as tall as he is. And that is going to be frustrating. And the, the frustration against Chet exists, but you're right. Like it's a dumb, archaic way of looking at it, but wins and losses, they're the better team. He's, you know, whatever. And there will be people who reach that silly conclusion and the Spurs have no one to blame but themselves. Victor, uh, Victor's a victim of that right now, as far as the all-star game is concerned. Mm -hmm. Jeremy's a victim of that right now, as far as the, the rising stars game is concerned. And that would get really annoying if you were just being limited by everything around you, if you were doing your part. Oh, that's the silver and black. We do it every day at seven o'clock. You can listen to it at your leisure. Just make you are subscribed and it will, you will get the notifications. We thank everybody for listening here. We uh, look forward to a couple of games as this homestand winds down. And don't forget that rodeo road trips just around the bend. So they're going to be packing a big suitcase, taking some brown jerseys on the road. They need to grab a win or two here, I think, just to get a little bit of self confidence back after a roller coaster week. Hey, coming back, Mike McCarthy. He is a man on an island. He's a man unto himself. Is that a good or a bad thing? Sometimes being alone and have nothing to lose is the best place to be. We'll talk about where Mike McCarthy is. Is it the best or the worst place to be? Hold on. Dallas Cowboys talk continues right here on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. You're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. I'm sure I have things to give away. Edwin? You don't have anything to give away. I don't have anything to give away today? No. You're telling me the Blitz has yet another reason to tune in? That they have things and I don't? Yeah. They have Pink Floyd. Why? Okay. I, I get it. Uh, so yet another reason to tune into the Blitz uh, after 2 o'clock today. They'll have your Australian Pink Floyd tickets. Uh, we are uh, packed and, and ready to fly. RJ and I are headed to Vegas. Your Super Bowl coverage will be brought to you all week long. We'll have the best guests, the best coverage. Ain't nobody do what we do. Make sure you're following us all the way through. No better time to ensure that you are subscribed to all of our channels so you get the notifications of the many things that we will be doing for you, one of which RJ and I are going to sojourn out into Las Vegas and find the most Las Vegasy place to go eat a lunch. I don't think we're, we're going to have a lot of suggestions, too. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. So yeah, um, for you Vegas regulars, and it doesn't have to be on the Strip or, or downtown, which we're going to treat RJ to an evening downtown, I hope. Um, go see the Fremont experience. See if we can get him to uh, zip line down the, uh, down the way. Um, but if you have a, a restaurant, a themed restaurant would be better. Not the one where we eat in the dark. I ain't doing that. I told you, my mother-in-law told me about that. Uh, she she said it sounded awesome, and I was like, what are you talking no, about? I don't want to find out that I was horrifying. eating cow eyeballs. Yeah. Um, like, how would that, what, what if you, like, spilled on yourself? You oh, there's I mean? a lot like, of, there's you? a lot of problems. There's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, I've tried to eat in the dark. We all, you know, it, it's just, <laughs> I'm gonna, it, it I'm can go wrong a lot of different ways. Because, um, I, I mean, maybe she made this up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a real thing. Um, it's called blackout dining in the dark. So yeah, I, I ain't doing that. That's what it's literally called. Unique venue where diners experience a multi-course meal in an environment without lighting. Reservations what? required, Rob. So you know they do serve vegan dishes. Well, see, that's my it fear. Also, 
it doesn't open until five. Uh, well, the sun's got to go you, down. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be dark. The, the now there's you know there's the I I haven't been to that one. I know there's the one where everything's frozen. You go to that like it's five below. I'm not gonna do that. That's but a, there's got you know the heart attack cafe. That then there's the one like if you weigh a certain amount, you get in free or you're free. I don't know what. I don't think that one would qualify for us. But we got to find something that that is unique on or off the strip. Maybe it's a. Your favorite place. I got to read you this, Rob, from their website. Once you have become acquainted with complete darkness, you will notice that it's quite relaxing. Your social awareness is heightened, and any shy feelings you may have had will quickly disappear. (laughs) None of that sounds possible. Like, none of that sounds like is would be what would happen. You know, uh, I would I would socially retreat. I I would retreat completely and totally inward. I would feel nothing but vulnerable and insecure. I would not be comfortable. I mean, they say your your like your your senses heighten the other direction if you don't have them. Like you get. You know. I I just don't want to eat something in the dark. I want well I. No, I don't want to not know what it is either. Like guess what this is? <laughs> no. No, I um I want nothing to do with that. I. I want solid meals. I want good night's rest. I want to. I want to be. I want. I want to be watching something on my iPad by the dark. You don't have a fear Just, of heights, do you? No. Well, um, see, I do, but um, but you don't I have want any nothing kind of to do with the stratosphere. I want nothing. No, that's all you, Rob. You want to go? I'm happy to watch. A I used, well, I've talked about doing the show up there. That yeah, I, I, that doesn't. Um, it I'm, certainly. I'm fine being halfway frightened. I'm good with this. You know. We got to find pretzels is is one of the other things we're. That's really for. the most extravagant Which thing I'm looking for. I think I, we can I probably do that. I want a decked out pretzel. That's really. I also the one time I went, I don't remember what the drink was, but we got something in like a three foot tall plastic Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's um, probably. Well, I can tell you probably where you got it. I know where we got it. At I just Paris, don't remember right? what, it, what what exactly what was in it. Um, <laughs> do but, you remember uh, finishing it? Yeah, okay. I mean, and I mean, I I don't mean it that way, but I mean, I don't remember exactly what what the drink itself was. It was some sort of frozen drink, but um, I kept that thing in college and used it as a piggy bank. Put lots of coins in. There. Well, we'll get another opportunity next week. Uh, your big game coverage will be brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, as always. Southern Recipe Small Bats, Pork Rinds, Synergenics, just to name a few. All the stories that are fit to speak of will be brought to you live, and the other ones you might have to find on a podcast someplace. But we will be there all next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you come with us, subscribe appropriately. Uh, the talk of the town when we're there will not just include the two competing teams, which we will have covered for you from front to back. But, of course, the Dallas Cowboys will re- remain preeminent. And when we took look at the Cowboys now, this is Mike McCarthy's last stand. He's Colonel Travis now. He's going to have to draw a line in the sand because he just lost at least one guy, one defender's headed to Washington. I think it's not – I don't know that Mike necessarily feels like he lost, Dan. No, right? no, no, I mean, no. But what I'm saying right, is right, right. there are people jumping off this sinking ship. Some are going to choose their life raft, and some are going to wait and see how well they can swim. Now, it's Where up I to think- McCarthy to get the boat into port. Now, is it all him? Is he the the sole guy dealing with this? Or is it Dak and Mike in a tandem, you and us, Butch and Sundance, we're going out in style, baby? I don't think it's that poetic by any means. I think Mike is in a really <laughs> frame tough, it that way? <laughs> I think he's in a really awkward spot 
because he's now trying to convince would-be defensive coordinators to move to Frisco. Moving sucks, man. I mean, like, nobody wants to, to pack up a whole house and move it and might have to move again. You know, yeah. like, nobody wants to come be a part of it. It is a sinking ship. History does not suggest that this will go well unless, I guess, you are the coach that Alice Scott was. In that case, there is literal precedent for this. But this this just has a really bad feel and a really bad vibe. I mean, the, the two names that have been connected to them, the three names so far are Ron Rivera, <laughs> are Joe Witt Jr., who may follow Dan Quinn, and Mike Zimmer, who wants the job. Okay. Like, or so we're told. N- none of this is, is inspiring. None of this is encouraging. None of this is anything that I want to hear, read, or see. And you've got all these defensive players who are now going to be sad that Dan Quinn left. And so it's hard enough to be the guy that follows Dan Quinn just because of that. But it's really, really hard to do all of that when everybody kind of feels like it's a lame duck year. Who is inspired about the Cowboys this year? Uh, is Mike Nolan still available? You know, do you remember when he got Tabasco in his eye? That was like the low point of it all. Golly. <laughs> we forget that fiasco. So if left to his own devices, I'm not sure I trust Mike to hire. I want to say now, before it happens, and I try to walk it back in my own mind and cope myself into oblivion, I will be so bummed if Ron Rivera is the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, It will be so... I saw on the Commander's subreddit, I know you're a big Reddit guy, Rob, the Commander's fans were so sad about Dan Quinn. Were they really? they were so sad, and my favorite comment, there were a lot of funny ones, and most of them aren't suitable for radio, but my favorite one just literally said, I am whelmed. Like, like they weren't Not overwhelmed. Over. Yeah, it would be so whelming to bring in, and I actually hate that. I would rather be underwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like, underwhelmed would be, like, some level of passion. Ron Rivera, it literally feels like, you know, Dan Quinn and Ron Rivera are the same person at this point in time. That's why Commanders fans are so blah about this hire for their head coach. I mean, I mean it He's would feel like He's a defensive Ron Rivera? It, well, Ron's a defensive guy. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, that's they're right. I, the, I always picture him as a Cam Newton kind of coach. But that's right. Same, he's a defensive dude. They're the same dude. And so to bring him in to be defensive coordinator would be like, and then they would try to hype it up and be like, well, Ron has a great and long history okay, of leading now, players. Ron Rivera, Mike Zimmer, uh, you know, we know him. He's worked in the building. Uh, but what's wrong with the idea as I go search, and I'm Jerry. This isn't McCarthy doing the hire. I'm Jerry. And I put out the feelers. I'm looking for a defensive coordinator slash head coach in waiting. Because we're going to go counter. My next hire is going to be a defensive coach. I'm going to go another direction. So uh, it was going to be Dan Quinn. That that didn't work out. Fail fast. He's done. Gone. Um, so as I'm interviewing, I tell him, look, things go well. You know the situation. You will have the inside track. I'd rather hire somebody I know. I want to. I want to call a real quick audible, if you'll allow me. I want to get your take on something that just happened seconds I'm ago. Omaha. Here we go. <laughs> um, speaking of, here we go. It's about Dak Prescott. So Dak just tweeted for the first time. Oh. <laughs> I wish it was that interesting. Oh, that dang the it. Note sting was necessary. So this is. For anyone who's unaware, this is the lead-up of the Super Bowl, and there's all sorts of things that happen on an annual basis. And right now, the NFL is pushing their program. You can order it online, and all, all the you know really great writers who write features for the program are sharing it and trying right. to push it, whatever. Um, it's a commemorative thing. It's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Dak tweeted, and it's just clearly like a you know partnership tweet or something. 
Um, but it's just the photo. It's the cover of the program. I mean, and it literally says Super Bowl 58 with the Lombardi Trophy, the Niners logo, the Chiefs logo. I mean, there's not a link. There's not, you know what I mean, like to it. It's literally just the image of the cover of the program. But what I find to be interesting about this, Robin, I don't know if you knew you could do this because I know you're getting all kinds of spam on the Internet. You can turn off replies so that people can't reply to the tweet. So this tweet, whoever designed it, you know, Dak's social team, the replies are want, turned off. They didn't want any uh, of what's coming. They The replies <laughs> are turned off. Now, it can be quote tweeted with commentary. Which and is- as you can imagine, the quote tweets are not going well right now. I cannot recall. It is literally my job to monitor these things. A time where Dak Prescott has had a tweet with replies turned off, it, which I think is emblematic and representative of where we are in our current moment with the Cowboys. Uh, we were, I want to talk about this because this well, does lend itself. It well, yes, because <laughs> we, we, yesterday, day before yesterday, Mike Greenberg uh, said, you know, I would not be, I would not be surprised, nor would I be upset with Dak Prescott. If he walked into Jerry and said, look, man, I'm out of here. Look at everything I've done. And I'm still catching crap. I can go make a whole bunch of money someplace else and not have to deal with this. I am done. They were not renegotiating anything. I'm out. I'm uh, I'm gonna play this thing out. I'm gonna do the best I damn can, but I'm leaving. It's a tough scene. This is, this is a tough scene. Well, and, this uh, is a guy who, for the first time in his entire career, as in the week that he's about to be announced in the top three of the MVP race. Top two. Top, top two. I, I was being kind, or you know, giving him some room. But yeah, he probably will be too. That he can't even put a tweet out with replies. Well, now to Dude, be very I'm done. clear and fair, I'm it, out. It, 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 this decision was probably made by I a agree. non-Dak person. Right? But I mean, what about be, as a sponsor? I go, so I got to put something with Dak's name on it that we can't even have responses to because we're too afraid. <laughs> Why? What are we paying this guy for? So well, my I mean, spot, it, my whatever I'm, he, I'm paying him for sleep number is going to go. So every time they mention Dak this weekend, they're going to mention utter failure who sleeps on my bed. I mean, to be fair, there's probably going to be more conversation about this as a result of this decision. So you maybe, could, you could, maybe we're starting a fire like, that was already lit. Yeah. A, yeah. This, this is kind of a genius, uh, right. social marketing mechanism tool, whatever. But yeah, first tweet since everything is just now. Look, it's hard to show your face after what happened. And Micah has already done it on his podcast, as we well know. CeeDee Lamb has begun to do it. He uh, is at the Pro Bowl games. Now that, you know, they're not, it's not the Pro Bowl, it's Pro Bowl games. Um, you know, he said he felt like a kid playing dodgeball and everything all over again. So, you know, so we've, we've now seen three different uh, attempts to, to mitigate the disaster. Micah has decided to try and live in the eye of the storm. This sucks. I hate it here, right? That's Micah's proverbialism. CD is, is just pure blindness. Oh, yeah, the Pro Bowl. Ooh, cool. You know, Dak is complete and total silence. You actually can't even respond to my tweets. Biggest surprise of the all-star selection process will go down the list. Who shocked you? Who deserved it? We're looking very closely. And no, Victor didn't deserve to go. But we'll tell you who did. That's next. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is Joe Reinagle. You're listening to the home of the Aggies, 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star.
Good morning to you. He's RJ. I'm Rob. Almost two hours down. I'm, this is going to be one of those interesting uh, TV weekends. What, what What's your viewing going to be like? Do you feel like you owe, owe it to everybody else in the house to not have a bunch of sports on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, my wife is very understanding of uh-huh. my job and, and my career, and I'm very appreciative. She's wonderful in every way uh, for a lot of reasons, for all reasons. But um, when I can, I like to give her a sports reprieve. And mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, leaving bright and early Sunday morning means we only have Saturday. So i uh, got to try to make Saturday as sportsless as possible. That's, you know, my wife, our wives, given our, our, our careers, uh, have to be very understanding because we have a, the true excuse that it is for work, in fact, for work, dear. Uh, that, you know, it is. Well, so, so what are you going to watch or do or entertain I, yourself? I, I just want to put everybody on. If you don't have it, it might be worth a free trial subscription to the Apple Plus app. Apple st- TV is what, what uh, the, the Apple is. TV, but if you don't have the TV, the Apple Plus, whatever. Uh, whether you watch it on your your Masters of the Air, a lot of people are talking about this. Holy You're- cow! I I was enthralled last night, so much so that I missed um, some pretty good games, early parts of some very good basketball games, because. That was ridiculous. And if you're of my age or uh, care about things that have happened in the past, there's a documentary about the making of the We Are the World thing on Netflix that uh, was quite a, the original. Yeah, not the, the not, not the, the not the, uh, the the fake one. There was three in, in the, the fake one. It was real. What well, are you talking was, about? Yeah, yeah, but it was it was a a, a it was just a shadow okay. of what was. But the the thing with Lionel Richie um, was actually really good. So if you're if you're offering a reprieve to those in your household away from uh, the sports is starting on Monday. It is twenty four seven sports uh, or football uh, in, in the world, and you will see it amplified here and everywhere else. So, if you're looking for a reprieve, uh, you can you know, dive in there. It is um, is gonna. It's next week. Is I love again. Not trying to complain about going to Radio Row for a week. It is so difficult to consume my normal amount of sports content mm-hmm. in addition to all obligations because the good news is it's, it's happening just, right in front of us i mean the bubble is we are in fact inside the, the eye of the hurricane the center of the sporting universe and that's why there is a vibe to radio row that begins to amplify you know you get there monday there's a buzz and by friday it is the i can't imagine what this radio row is going to look like it, it is going to be worthy of you know, if you've been 25 times, if you're jaded and it's just the same same game, different city, different shirt, uh, I think Vegas is going to be the kind of thing that kind of sets it on its ear. Every couple of years you get that. I think we're headed that way, not only in the game itself, which looks like pretty even, although 49ers are kind of pulling away by the money standards. But it's uh, going to be a crazy weekend, and we're going to take you with us. What's your favorite card game? We haven't done any card discussions I, you know i play blackjack i'm i'm just i don't have the patience nor the uh long-term memory to play any of the longer games uh unless i'm in a friendly environment like this when i'm in vegas i always feel like i'm the guy everybody's picking to take my money yeah i get what you're saying you could sit down even just play one hand of blackjack but, yeah i can play five card with the best and i can play i'm i'm a good i'm, I'm not a no, terrible but that, poker but player the, but it's the long-term stretches is, that i don't get the strategery that i get lost in I've only been to Vegas once, but it does seem like a matter where you're 
you're feeling like we got to go to a bunch of places and you know something like that requires a little bit more sit down a little bit more time a mm-hmm. little bit more vibe checking and, and you don't you know you got places to be oh but we're gonna i'm going to the problem with uh vegas at super bowl is dollar values double tables get really expensive so it, it, it's difficult to find an open table and when you do it's hundred dollar buy things like that so uh that will be the easiest thing to do but you know we're not there for that i um I want to add something to my wish list. So mm-hmm. I've already established I, really, I want a really good, sweet, savory pretzel. Something I'm really looking forward to. Well, let's I do also that. Really want, I want an ex- Be cool, Ryan. I want a pretzel. That's what I want. I'm, you're, I'm, you're, you're hearing Private Ryan in the background. Yeah. Uh, what I want is, but in addition to that, I want, a, I want like a kick-ass strawberry milkshake. I, want to go I, to like I think the we can manage both of those. It's Vegas, baby, I, I and mean, what happens there stays there, and you get a vanilla shake just the, for being there. I want the Las Vegasian, you know, strawberry milkshake that I could possibly. I bet we could arrange it to be brought to you by a topless dancer. No thanks. I just want the milkshake. That's really Darn all I want. It. I want. I want. A, I want a pretzel and milkshake. That's it. Something to that effect is coming next. Hang around with us. This is ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.